from America. You're listening to the Hip Hop Patriots. It is five o'clock. We are live at five right here on Live from America. I am your ever so humble, God fearing, but God loving host, Jeremy Harrell, aka the Hip Hop Patriot. And I am broadcasting to you from the live free or die state of New Hampshire. Even though I'm right in the middle of liberal woke topia, New Hampshire is that one last state in New England that actually has its head. On its shoulders. All right, so let me just do something real quick here. I don't want to drown you guys out with my voice. So I'm going to turn the volume down just a little bit there. Um, We have an incredible show for you tonight. We're going to be talking about Kalama Harris's new role uh, that resident corn pop has has tasked her with um we're going to be talking about georgia we're going to be talking about wisconsin as they uh, continue to battle election fraud and to restore election integrity we're going to be talking about joe manchin Kristen cinema we're going to be talking about a plethora of news that happened today uh throughout the united states of america so <clears throat> grab your coffees or whatever it is you're sipping on, it could be a beer, it could be a wine, it could be a water, it could be Gatorade, but if you're ready to slurp, then let's get busy. First and foremost, I want to give shout outs to those who are watching live on the website and on YouTube right now, and for those who are going to be uh, listening to the podcast, uh, and also for those who watch later, uh, thank you guys very much for joining in. Rachel Hawley from Minnesota is watching. How you doing, Rachel? We got Eve Reyes from Arizona. We got Kelly uh Kelly Berman from Wisconsin. Hillary Lund is watching from Oregon. Thank you, Hillary, for joining in. Oregon. Say that right? Oregon. Um, Andrea Lloyd also watching from AZ. How you doing? Good to see you, Andrea. Karen Damore says hi at five. Good to see you. Thank you. Ted Ryan, West Virginia in the house. Keep up the good work, he says. We're going to be talking about your wonderful state of West Virginia here tonight. So just uh, buckle in and get ready for the ride. Amy Mullins from Pequa, Ohio, O-H-I-O. We have Aaron Reardon from San Diego. We have Ann M. Says hello. Jenny Daly, good to see you. Mindy Walsh, thank you for joining in from Nebraska. Uh, We got Patricia Leonetti. Shout out from Florida, she says. We got Vanette Major watching, also from Ohio. Jonas Dalton from Massachusetts, Massachusetts. Sheila Serino, always joining in from the wonderful country of Italy. We got Brett Safford watching tonight. He says, Jeremy, did you get a chance to read my email? If I haven't responded, then probably not, sir. Uh, I did some emails today, though, so I'm chipping away. I just realized, ladies and gentlemen, after the tens of thousands that I get, I'll probably never get to all of them, but I do try. I do try. If, if emailing didn't take so long, it would be great. <laughs> but it takes forever to sit down, read one email, and then respond to one email. It seems like it takes like three to five minutes for one email. Either that or I'm really, really slow. We got Robert Tease Sr. He says, from the 51st state of South Jersey. Exactly. Kevin Wilson from Michigan says, it's his birthday today. Well, happy birthday to you, Kevin. Happy birthday to you. Uh, how old are you, buddy? Uh, Laney says, let's slurp. <laughs> Shout out for the slurp <laughs> from Western New York, Darla says. Stop the slurp. Stacy Gorecki, uh, I think that's how you say it. Stacy Gorecki, good to see you. And we'll do one more here. Let's Zelda Morgan. I have not said that name before. So thank you guys all for joining in. I really appreciate it. I do want to give a, uh, a special shout out right now to Will Trevilian. Will Trevilian uh, emailed me. And uh, I want to read you part of his email, if that's, I'm sure that'll be okay with him. Uh, But he asked me and all of you to pray for his wife who has ovarian cancer, and they're going through some pretty tough times right now. Uh, So, Will, we will put you in our prayers today, and we just want you to know that we're thinking of you. We are one big, happy, live from America family here, and I want you to know that uh, whenever I see an email like that, or a message like that, it really does hit me right to my core, and I'm just so very glad that you have the trust to ask us to pray for you. But I wanted to read one portion of his email here, 
Uh, he said he's written me several emails. <laughs> uh, one that said that his wife uh, had ovarian cancer and, and how they're struggling and how they do need our prayers. Uh, the other, he says that he's been he's given his life to Christ. He said, while at CPAC, while I was at CPAC, I said, I must have been in a video, you think I'm afraid of you? I have nothing to fear. I have the armor of God. And he said, at that moment, when I said that I have nothing to fear and that I have the armor of God, uh, Will said that that caused him to kneel, drop to his knees, and give his life to Christ. There's no better email there's not a large enough donation that comes in. There's no better news on this planet than when somebody tells you that they gave their life to Christ. Right, Jennifer Saul? Right? There's no better news than when somebody finds uh, their path and their journey with Jesus. And I just want to say, Will, God bless you and your wife. I'm so happy that this show, God has used this show to be able to bring you to Christ, regardless of what the naysayers say about how I do the show or my opinions on things. I just know that we're all human here and we all need one thing and that's God. We all need one thing and that is a journey with Jesus. Okay, so thank you so very much for sharing that with us. And uh, I, I just I, I just want to say I hope I hope it means a lot to you um, because it means a lot to us. All right. So thank you very much. Um, welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to day 76 of military occupation in our nation's capital. However, I do have some good news. You know how we start to show out every day with the flag and the barbed wire in front of it? Well, that's because I said I'm not going to take that intro down until the fence is gone. I do want to report that the outside fence, the, the first fence, because there was two fences, the outer layer has been uh, mostly removed. I don't think it's been completely removed yet, but they've been taking it down all day long. So that's one part of the good news. However, it's still not down, so I will not be taking down the beginning part of this uh, show because I'm going to keep it up there until the whole thing is gone. But even when it's gone, they're going to be putting in massive security measures, and it's never going to be like it used to be. It's never going to be like it used to be. Do me a favor. There's about 1,600 people watching on YouTube and the website. If you could just do me this quick favor and uh, like the video, copy it and just share it once or share it to a group or a couple friends, I would really appreciate that. We are also day 373 of 15 days to slow the spread. And one thing that I noticed was that the states that had the most tyrannical, draconian, masky pad laws or mandates, I should say, were the ones that were hit the hardest. And the states that opened up were the ones that have the better statistics when it comes to uh, people who have been infected and people who died from the CCPV. So, sounds like to me, just like the gun laws, you wanted to you want to impose stricter gun laws and hope that gun violence goes away? It's that's that's ridiculous and that's stupid because look at what you did with the masky pad laws you imposed stricter stricter masky masky pad laws and look what happened more people died so everything under democrat rule is backwards everything under democrat rule is ridiculous and everything under democrat rule destroys this country and destroys the constitution of the united states of america that our founding fathers put into place Woo! Okay, was that a heck of a way to start the show or what, guys? Well, I try to wait for as many people as I can uh, in order to give our honor and our love and our attention to the Lord. Because I really want as many people watching the show. That's why I ask you guys so many times to share in the beginning. Because I really want as many people as we can to get in here and put their eyeballs and their earballs on the word of Lord. On the word of the Lord. Um, so that's why I do the intro. That's why I do the shout outs. That's why we talk a little bit before we get to that. Uh, even though I'd love to do that first and foremost, I think that we need people in here in order to hear that because so many people have been affected uh, by hearing that and by saying the Lord's prayer with us before we start. Okay. That's why I do that. If you've ever wanted to know, but year of our Lord, 2021, March 24th. Here we go from Jesus calling. It is indeed my prerogative to bring about change in people's lives. Think about that. Think about that first opening statement. It is indeed my prerogative to bring about change in people's lives. He says, you can be a part of the process, but remember that I am the author and director of the drama. 
You need to follow my script rather than creating your own. Trust in my love and my unsearchable wisdom. I can work changes in your loved one's lives beyond anything you might ask or imagine. And it references Matthew 28, 18, which says, Then Jesus came and uh, came to them and said, All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. It, al- it also references Psalm 143, 8, that says, Let the morning bring me word of your unfailing love, for I have put my trust in you. Show me the way I should go, for to you I lift up my soul. And before you turn out the lights tonight, folks, one by one, prayerfully release your loved ones to me and then linger a while in my unfailing love for them and also for you. Now, I want to say one thing, ladies and gentlemen, I refer to the Bible as an acronym sometimes. I say the B-I-B-L-E, the good old B-I-B-L-E, and I always say that it stands for um, basic instructions before leaving earth. Because that's what I believe it is. I believe God gave us the blueprint. You know when you build a house, you need blueprints. When you build a bridge, you need blueprints. You need structural engineers to put together instructions for you. Heck, when you get a Lego set or a Lincoln Log set, you need the instructions in order to build whatever it is that's on the box. When you get a fan, when you get a baby's crib, when you get anything that needs any kind of assembly, you need an instruction booklet or some kind of blueprint. Well, how's that any different for the life that God graced you with? How's that any different for the breath in your lungs and how you go about this life? Basic instructions before leaving earth. Guys, okay, he gives us the blueprint. All you got to do is follow it. That's it. All you got to do is follow the blueprint. Follow the instruction booklet. And it tells you exactly how to get through every situation in your life. And I mean every situation in your life. It's like that book is living and breathing. Because it literally never dies. It never gets old. It never runs out of time. It never is out of time. And in every situation you can find yourself in now and a thousand years from now, that book will give you the instructions on how to deal with anything. Okay? So just remember that as we move forward. And if you are somewhere where you can say it, then say it as loud as you can so the Lord can hear it. Get your whole family involved. Get your friends involved. Let's say the Lord's Prayer together right now before we start the show. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory forever. Amen. <laughs> Are you guys ready for a heck of a show or what? Uh, let's do some slurping real quick. Mm. Don't stop the slurp, ladies and gentlemen. Let's get right into it today because we got a lot to go over. First and foremost, the southern border. Well, it looks like resident corn pop is continuing to give Miss 2% Kalema or Chlamydia Harris. I love that name that somebody said earlier. But Kalema Harris seems to continue to give her responsibilities, seems to continue to give her duties that he should be doing. The reason why is because A, he can't, B, he can't speak, and C, this is to soften the blow for when Kalema Harris takes over as president of the United States. Nobody that the left wanted, because she only polled in two per- at 2% during the primaries, called her boss a racist and a sexual abuser. Uh, the left didn't want her, the right didn't want her, and independents didn't want her. This will be the first time in history that I think that we'll be stuck with somebody in the White House that literally nobody wants. She's like yesterday's trash. Nobody wants her. You couldn't give her away at a flea market, let alone vote for her to be the president of the United States. They're gearing up and they're giving her more responsibilities so that when she does take over, America, I don't know who, but America will say, okay, well, she can handle the job. Vice presidents do not do what resident Biden has vice resident Kalama Harris doing. They just don't. 
They never have, and they never will again, because this was an orchestrated effort, which is why you had the mail-in ballots, which is why you had the drop boxes, which is why Dominion was involved in all of this. It was an orchestrated effort to put somebody that was a moderate, that everybody knew in there, but had to get out of there quick in order to put who they wanted in there, which is a far, far left communist, not even a socialist, communist, um... unqualified and unprepared for kind of person that they wanted so they could puppet her even further. Okay? So, uh, resident Joe Biden has just tapped vice resident Kalama Harris to oversee all the invasion and the crisis at the border. She is now going to oversee the entire, uh, crisis and she's going to be talking with the Mexican president. And he even told, told the media President Biden, that she doesn't even have to consult with him on it. He's giving her basically carte blanche to do whatever she wants. Again, this is the White House softening the blow for when she gets ready to take over, giving her more and more responsibilities to do just that. And now the White House has instructed all federal agencies to not refer to the White House as the Biden presidency or the Biden White House. They have instructed all federal agencies and all federal uh, divisions to refer to the White House as the Biden-Harris administration and the Biden-Harris administration. So, so let's, I'm going to, I'm going to show you exactly what I'm talking about here. You ready? Here we go. This happened today, by the way. And I know it's going to be very hard to try to hear resident corn pop. Can you understand anything I'm saying right now? That's what you're about ready to hear, but I'll try to make it uh, I'll try to make it as easy as possible. Here is resident corn pop giving more power to vice resident Miss Two Percent, Kalema Harris. Here we go. Five other major things she's handling, but I've asked her, uh, the VP today, because she's the most qualified person to do it, to lead our efforts with uh, Mexico and the Northern Triangle and the countries uh, that uh, help, uh, we're going to need help in stemming the movement of uh, so many folks uh, stemming the migration to our southern border. So this new surge we're dealing with now started with the last administration, but it's our responsibility to deal with it mainly and to uh, and to stop what's happening. And so this increase has been consequential. And but the vice presidents agreed among the multiple other things that have been leading, and I appreciate it. Uh, agreed to. Um, uh, lead our diplomatic effort and work with those nations to accept re- the returnees and enhance migration enforcement at their borders. At their borders. We're already talking with Mexico about that. She's already done that. We're going to be dealing with a full team now that we have to be able to deal with the problem here at home, but also to deal with it now in terms of in country. It's not her full responsibility and job, but she's leading the effort because I think the best thing to do is to put someone who, when he or she speaks, they don't have to wonder about, is that where the president is? When she speaks, she speaks for me, doesn't have to check with me. She knows what she's doing, and I hope we can move this along quick. So, Madam Vice President, thank you. I gave you a tough job, and you're smiling, but there's no one better capable of trying to organize it. Well, thank you, Mr. President, and for having the confidence in me. And there's no question that this is a challenging situation. Uh, as the president has said, there are many factors that lead president to leave these countries. And um, while we are clear that people should not come to the border now, um, we also understand that we will enforce the law. And um, that we also, because we can chew them and walk at the same time, must address the root causes. That, uh, that caused people to make the trek, as the president has described, to come here. Needless to say, the work will not be easy, uh, but it is important work. It is work that we um, demand and the, and the people of our countries, I believe, need to help stem the tide that we have seen. So thank you, Mr. President, for your confidence. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry, what just happened? What, 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 what just happened? Uh, 
I think it's for trying to respond to Jesus tonight and having some fried cheese of Briarfan. And I just know you just trying to do it. And I prior to take the Wake up, Joe. What, what happened? I don't, I, I know it's hard to hear him. I, I do. I know it's very hard to understand what he's saying. That's why they have him double masky padded. First of all, let's 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 break down what he said. He first of all he he lied. He called her qualified. She's clearly not qualified. America knows she's not qualified because none of America wanted her. Okay? The trash guy that comes and picks up your trash from the corner of your street doesn't even want her. Okay? The state of California didn't want her. Nobody wants her. Then he says, this started under the last administration, but it's our problem now. Oh, way to prop yourself up as the buck stops here, dummy. Like, <laughs> this started under the last administration. How did it start under the last administration when we had the border the more secure statistically? I mean, you can just go to the border agents and figure this out really quick. We had the border more secure than in any time in history. That's when the wall was built, Joe. Do you need me to come to your house and 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 uh, wrap build the wall for you? Because that's when the wall was built. How could it st have started under the last administration and now you're taking care of it? What a dumb lie! What a what a stupid lie! And ladies and gentlemen, you already know what's going to come. You already know who's getting it, right? Man, I tell you, I'm gonna. You know who's going to end up getting this at the end of this month? You know who's going to end up getting this at the end of the month? The the <laughs> the dumb dumb award. Uh, it, it's going to be Joe Biden. I I try not to give it to him every day, but man, the guy's just that dumb. I mean, even if he didn't have a mental problem, even if he didn't have Alzheimer's or dementia or whatever he has, he's truly that dumb. Go back and look at when he actually had a brain. He was still dumb back then, and 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 nobody's happier than than Kalama Harris sitting there. Did you see her? <laughs> <laughs> but you know what's happening he's giving her more and more power so it is what it is but let me ask you this let me let me let me think about this for a minute this should really get your blood boiling and this should get you even more motivated to call your governors call your state reps call your ags call whoever it is you got to call and make the biggest stinks in the world you know you should put it on your calendar every day i got to make a call to my representative today i got to make a call to my senator today and just put it on your calendar on your phone so that it tells you to do it every day but think about this the southern border opened up wide open before your state did the southern border opened up wide open before your school did Think about that. The, the, it's a felony to come across the border, but yet the border was opened up even more than your state and your kid's school. How disgusting is that? How disgusting is that? They, kept, they keep us locked down. Meanwhile, they let the border wide open and they let illegals who are not even Americans have more freedom than you had. And think about this. Let me ask you this question. What do you think is a bigger super spreader? Spring break in Miami? Or the hundreds of thousands, if not millions, of illegal aliens coming across the border with every disease known to man? Ask yourself this. What's the bigger super spreader? Spring break? Or the southern border? Hmm. Slurp, slurp. Don't worry, it'll all come crumbling down on him. You watch. But, you know, we got to talk about it, so we do. Um, speaking of all this, I, I, I kind of want to switch gears for a minute. You know how they want everybody to have COVID passports to go overseas? You know how they want everybody to have a CCPV shot? some kind of card saying that you got your CCPV shot. I see people, before I left Facebook, I seen people who were getting, starting to get the vaccine. They were starting, look at what I got. I got, oh, I got my, I got my card. Yay. Yay. Even though they still got to wear masky pads and still socially distance and still not do anything ever. You know what I mean? There's like no reason. To get, but anyway, regardless, you got to have your, they want you to have your COVID passport. Then they want you to have your CCPV shot card. I got a better idea. How about, Let's have voting registration cards. What about that? Can we, make every, can we make it mandatory that everybody in every state has to have a voter registration card? Not even an ID, because they're giving IDs to illegals. Why don't we do that? 
Let's get everybody to have a voter registration card over a COVID card. How about that? Because that at least would mean something. That at least has some merit behind it and some validity behind it. Okay? Now, how well do you guys know Chris, uh, Kirsten Cinema? She is a senator. She's a freshman senator from Arizona. My question is, how well do you know her? Do you even know what she looks like? Well, if you don't, let me show you what Kirsten Cinema looks like. This is her, folks, right here. Beautiful lady, right? Smart. She's a senator. She must have done something right. Although today it's just, you know, becoming a popular kid and getting the getting a, a popularity vote. But this is Kirsten Cinema right here. She is a freshman senator from Arizona. Now, the reason I'm highlighting her today is because I'm actually going to give Kirsten Cinema a Smarty Award today. Now, you might go, what are you talking about? Why would you give her a Smarty Award? Well, I'm going to give her a Smarty Award because of her determination and her grit. Okay? Kirsten Cinema and Joe Manchin might just be what saves America. Who would have ever thought? That two moderate Democrats, blue dog Democrats we'll call them, might be what saves America. I'm going to give Kirsten Cinema a Smarty Award today because of what she told her party when it comes to HR1 and when it comes to uh, further background checks with guns. But specifically, let's talk about HR1. We're giving her the Smarty Award because she is a very independent strong woman, even though she's a Democrat, okay, because she told her party basically to stick it where the sun don't shine. She said she is un she will be unwavering when it comes to voting for the filibuster. She said there is no way that you're going to be able to change her mind when it comes to voting against the 60 vote filibuster. She said there's no Democrat that can make her do it, and there's nobody that's going to change her mind. Her mind is unchangeable, and she is unwavering as it pertains to voting for HR1 in the Senate. And now I know Joe Manchin is a flip-flopper here, but get this. Joe Manchin has been inundated so badly with calls, emails, and visits uh, from people in West Virginia telling him to, to vote no on HR1, to vote no for background checks, to vote no for the filibuster, okay? And Joe Manchin is actually saying that, you know, he's, he said some flip-flop things here and there where it might lead to say that he, that he might vote. But I think these two right here are, are prime candidates to flip to the, to the Republican side. And I'm going to tell you why right now. Joe Manchin is not a Democrat. He just isn't. He might be pressured by the Democrats constantly. He might call himself a Democrat, but he's not a Democrat. He's a blue dog Democrat, which means he's like a, he's like a John F. Kennedy Democrat. And here's what I say. And, and John Fredericks is in agreement with me about this. Here's what I say. Go to him. Bring him to the right side. Everybody in his state's a Republican anyway. It's Trump country. West Virginia is Trump country, and West Virginia is, re is red. Okay? Bring him to the red side. And here's what you do as Republicans. You entice him the right way. You say, you want to come to the right side? You want to come and be a Republican? We will kick Mitch McChina to the curb. Because Mitch McChina is no better. He's a rhino. If anything, he's worse than Joe Manchin. We will kick Mitch McChina to the curb and we will make you minority leader of, of, of the Senate. That is how you entice him to come to your side. I mean, he wants to vote red all the time anyway. I don't know why he just doesn't do it. But give him some, give him a little bit of incentive. Give him a little bit of, oh, whoa. Give, prop him up a little bit. Put him on a pedestal a little bit. And I guarantee you, I guarantee you that he would come to our side. And I guarantee you it would be huge, huge for the Republicans. And it would be huge for the state of West Virginia. Now, I know a lot of you out there that are in West Virginia have been calling and making a stink. And it's because of you that he... Uh, he, he, may, he may stay right with us. He may not vote for H.R. 1. He may not vote for the filibuster. And he may not vote for background checks. Kirsten Sinema already said she is not voting. Um, she's not voting for H.R. 1. And she's not voting uh, for, um, for the filibuster. 100% on the filibuster. She, didn't, she wasn't so, so strong and strict when it came to H.R. 1. But she said she will not vote 
to get rid of the filibuster. Tom S. says, what exactly is the filibuster? Well, I'll tell you what. I'll tell you what it is. In the House, all you need is a simple majority. But in the Senate, you need bipartisanship. You need bipartisanship in order to get major things done, especially as it pertains to changing the Constitution or changing the fundamental laws that were set by our forefathers. You need a majority. That means you need 60 votes in the Senate for, uh, for a majority of big major things, okay? Now, there's some things that just need a majority. That's okay. But when it comes to major, major things, you need a 60 vote. You need 60 votes. The Democrats are trying to make it so that you don't need that. You just need a simple majority in the House and a simple majority in the Senate, even when it comes to changing things as it, as it pertains to the Constitution. That's not how it's supposed to be. That's not how it was framed. The filibuster is 60%, not just 51. So you need 60 votes. Okay, so basically what would happen is if the Democrats get rid of H, if they get rid of the filibuster, they can push anything they want. They can take all your guns, everything, everything. They can change the Second Amendment. They can change the First Amendment. They can push through H.R. 1. They can make it so that all the that states don't have election rights anymore. It all goes federal. They can change it all if they didn't have the filibuster. And she might save the country because she said it ain't happening. I am not voting to change the filibuster. And that's amazing. Ladies and gentlemen, so you got to give credit where credit is due, and um, and I do right there. I give her the Smarty Award. So that is the importance of the filibuster. That's why we need it to stay, so that we can save this country. Okay? So just think about it. Do your research on it. All right, we're going to move on from this, and, and we'll keep an eye on this. Don't worry. We'll keep an eye on this. But if you live here, here's my suggestion to you. If you live in West Virginia, or if you live in Arizona, and you're not a Democrat, and you're a Republican... Email these, email Kirsten Cinema and email Joe Manchin and call them and tell them that you are happy with their decision not to vote for the filibuster and you're happy with their decision not to vote for HR1 and that you, um, uh, you just kind of give them, give them a little pep talk, make them feel loved from the right side. It may just work. It may just work to push them over the edge, but to, to stand up against your entire party, to stand up against your entire caucus and say, I don't care what you say, I'm not voting to get rid of the filibuster. That takes grit. That takes guts, ladies and gentlemen. It really does. So I'm gonna play, I'm gonna let I'm gonna let Kirsten tell you kind of a little bit of a background of who she is. I won't I won't play the whole video, but I do want you to see a little bit of who she is. So let's play this, okay? I guess I'm a little bit different than most people in politics. I was born in Tucson and started out in the middle class. But when I was in elementary school, my dad lost his job. Then my parents got divorced. My mom struggled to take care of us kids on her own. First, we lost our car. Then we lost our home. For nearly three years, we lived in an old abandoned gas station without running water or electricity. Sometimes we didn't have enough food to eat, but we got by thanks to help from family, church, and sometimes even the government. Those were tough times, but I knew it could be different. I never believed that being homeless was going to stop me from being who I wanted to be. See, my parents taught me that if you work really hard, you can make it. I worked really hard, but I still needed a little help. For a while, we got by on food stamps, and I had a Pell Grant for college. I always had a team of teachers, family, and friends rooting for me to make it, helping me along the way. When I went off to college, I knew I wanted to help other people get their shot at the American dream. Now, I'll stop it there. Now, that was a campaign video when she was running for Senate, so you have to take it at face value. But here's what I've always said. I grew up on food stamps too, and I've always said this. Food stamps build character, okay? She goes to church, and I'm going to tell you the first time I learned about Kirsten Cinema. It wasn't, um, it wasn't a campaign speech. It wasn't a video, okay? It wasn't any of that. And I'm not saying that I support her in any way, shape, or form. She is a Democrat, but she's a moderate. But when it comes to certain things, when you stand up against your entire caucus and your entire party and say, I don't care, I'm not letting you destroy this country by getting rid of the filibuster, all they need is her vote and they don't get rid of it. That's it. All they need, all we need is her vote 
to say no to the filibuster and HR1 never goes through, um, uh, gun confiscation never goes through, uh, the filibuster doesn't go away. All we need is her vote. That is it. The first time I saw Kirsten Cinema was during President Trump's State of the Union speech. When Do you remember when all the Democrats were wearing white and all of them were sitting there like petulant children and they were like, and they were all talking to each other and this, that, and the other? Remember that? Well, Kirsten Cinema stood up. She was wearing a blue dress. She did not wear the white. She wasn't conformed uh, to, the, to, to Nancy Pelosi and AOC and Rashida Tlaib's. She wasn't conformed to their way of doing things. She wore a blue dress and she stood up when President Trump said great things that he did and he, that his administration did about, uh, in this country. She stood up every time and clapped. Meanwhile, AOC was looking at her like this. Rashida Tlaib was looking at her like this. And she was clapping for President Trump. And I said, we can turn her. We can turn her. And the fact that she stood up against all of her caucus and clapped when they all sat there and were like, remember that? If you don't remember that, go back and watch it. That's the first time I saw her. And I said, who is that? And I've been following her ever since. Now, again, she is a Democrat. And I don't agree with 90% of the things that she does or says. But there's a, we do have to show some respect if we want her on our side. So let's work. Let's try to let's try to turn some of these people. You know what I mean? Um, so again, I just wanted to highlight that real quick so you guys could see that. All right, moving on. North Carolina. I got some good news for you guys today. I got some good news coming out of North Carolina. I got some good news coming out of Georgia, and I got some good news coming out of Wisconsin. First and foremost, North Carolina state legislation, uh, state legislative uh, introduced a bill this week that would ban biological males from competing in girl and woman sports they need to get together with um uh christy gnome in south dakota and and work on that coalition that's what all these states that are doing because when i heard uh, uh christy gnome's uh explanation about what she really wanted to do and not just get a participation trophy after i judged and assumed that she wasn't going to sign that bill i was blown away i thought that's smart she's a hundred percent correct because by signing it you you actually hurt the state because the ncaa and the rest of them don't come to the state but if you get the coalition of people together then you got a chance. Well, North Carolina is now uh, going to be voting. They're in they introduced a bill, and they're going to be voting on banning biological males from girl and, and, and women's sports. Robert Froch says, North Carolina here. That's awesome. Thank you very much. I appreciate your help, and I appreciate you. Sabrina Hughes says, that's my state, North Carolina. Donnie Mullis says, North Carolina here. Haven't heard this. Well, you heard it here. Don't you, don't you normally hear a lot of things here first on Live from America? I mean, I got to tell you, a lot of the things that we talk about on 11 o'clock end up on, on, on the 4 and 5 o'clock shows on, on the major networks. So we, we do break a lot of things here. Um, so that's great for North Carolina. Uh, switching gears here, there was a memorial held in New York for all of the people that Cuomo killed by putting him in the nursing homes. 13, 14,000 people dead because of Cuomo. So there was a memorial held to honor these folks and their families. Well, some top Democrats showed up at that memorial, and at the end of that memorial, they uh, gave some, you know, they were asked by reporters certain things, and one of the top Democrats actually said uh, this, Cuomo's, quote, Cuomo's abuse of power will end very soon. So when you have the Democrats, when you have the Democrats actually saying that Cuomo's abuse of power will end very soon, I have a feeling that Cuomo's going to go down and he's going to go down hard. And I honestly believe that the Democrats put together this whole sexual assault thing in order to get, get everybody's eyes off the COVID stuff. But what's going to happen is he didn't listen to them. Cuomo did not listen to them when, the, when his own party said resign. So they're going to take it out on him hard and they're going to put their own reputations at risk about the COVID lockdowns and they're going to nail him to the wall for what he should be nailed against the wall for about the, about the COVID deaths in the nursing homes. You watch how vindictive and how much revenge and how evil these Democrats are when they eat their own. Watch how bad it gets. It's going to get bad for Cuomo, as it should, but it should be getting bad for all of them because of what they did to this country with the COVID stuff. Okay, so just keep that in mind. Um, North Korea, ladies and gentlemen, has started firing missiles again. Do you remember when Donald Trump was president? Well, in my mind, he still is. 
Rightfully, he still is. But do you remember when he was actually, you know, going and meeting with countries and, and, he, and he went to Korea? Remember when he went to North Korea? And North Korea wasn't firing off missiles every day, but they were under Obama, if you remember that. But under Biden, they're starting to fire off, fire off missiles again. That's right. Now, they didn't have any warheads attached to them, but they are fire, firing off short-range missiles again. And they are threatening Biden again. This is the difference between a strong leader and a weak leader. This is the difference between peace through strength and being just completely weak, feeble, feckle. Okay? That's the difference here, folks. Now, remember when President Trump went over to North Korea and he walked into North Korea? First president in ever to walk into North Korea. Remember how strong he was? You remember he walked into North Korea by himself. He had, I'm, I'm, now don't get me wrong, I'm sure there were sharpshooters everywhere and snipers, don't get me wrong. But the man walked into North Korea side by side with Kim Jong-un by himself. What a boss. That man is such a boss, even his tie gets out of his way when he walks. What a boss, huh? Walked into North Korea by himself with nobody right next to him. Now, fast forward to today. Can you imagine Biden trying to, can you imagine if Biden was on the border of North Korea and South Korea and walked in there? N number one, it would never happen, okay? Number two, he would never have the guts to walk into that country by himself. Number three, can you imagine the optics of that? It would look like Kim Jong-un is helping some feeble, feckle old man across the street who doesn't know where he is. And that's not a shot at people who have dementia. That's a shot at Biden, ladies and gentlemen, and at the people who are propping him up. Can you imagine? He would have tripped over. <laughs> they, would, they couldn't have had stairs. But here's the thing. Biden would have tripped over a painted line on the ground that is not even possible to trip over. He would have tripped over and fell flat on his masky pad. Wouldn't have made a bit of difference anyway. <laughs> oh, man. Can you imagine the optics of that? But either way, North, uh, North Korea, again, is shooting off missiles. And it's just going to get worse and worse and worse and worse. We got another Dum Dum Award to give away, ladies and gentlemen. Oh, wait till you see. Now, this person has got a Dum Dum Award before... But we got to give another Dumb Dumb Award. We're going to give a Dumb Dumb Award to Rosie O'Donnell. I mean, <laughs> that's not Rosie O'Donnell. What am I talking about? We're going to give a Dumb Dumb Award to Jabba the Hutt. Wait a minute. That's not Jabba the Hutt. What am I talking about? That is Michael S'more. <laughs> not Michael Moore. Michael S'more. Michael S'more is going to get the Dumb Dumb Award today for many reasons. I mean, he's just a Dumb Dumb, period. But... Yeah, number one, he kind of looks like Rosie O'Donnell, doesn't he? But that's not why he's getting the Dumb Dumb Award. He's getting the Dumb Dumb today because of his statements that he made about the Colorado shooter. Are you ready for this? What a dummy. He says he's sympathizing. He is sympathizing with Ahmad Alasir. He is sympathizing with Ahmad Alasir by saying that the Colorado shooting and, and the shooter himself is uh, a product of American culture. That American culture, now I don't know about you, but I don't remember American culture uh, teaching me how to, how to be a maniac and kill people. Okay? All right? But he says that Ahmad Alasir is a, is a product of American culture. And then he went on to say, quote, he is as American as apple pie. He is as American as apple pie. When you grew up, did any part of American culture teach you how to be a crazy maniac? Did any part of American culture teach you how to grab any kind of gun and go on a shooting spree regardless of what kind of gun it was? I don't remember any part of America teaching me how to do that. And I'm as American as apple pie, baby. I'm woven right into that red, white, and blue. That never happened in my lifetime. So, Michael S'more... Mm -hmm. <laughs> what a dummy. Speaking of dummies, let's move on to another dummy. We won't give this one a dummy award because he's just, you know, he's just in the embodiment of dummy. But Chuck Schumer says that states' voting rights, so it's in the Constitution, by the way. Each state has a right to have its to set its own voting rights, okay? It's in our founding documents. Alright? But Chuckles Schumer says that state voting rights 
and the laws that they enact and um, are, quote, one of the greatest threats we have to modern democracy in America. I don't even know what, where to go with this. I don't even know what to say. I don't. I don't even know what to say. Chuck Schumer, you literally think that states having their own voting rights is the greatest threat to democracy in America? You, sir, are beyond dumb. I don't even, I, don't, I can't say the word that you are on this show. And you know what? Being a Christian, I don't even want to say the word that you actually are. You, the best thing that I can do for you is this. Lord and Heavenly Father, in Jesus' mighty name, I pray that you touch the heart of Charles Schumer, Senator of New York. I pray that you show him the journey with Jesus. I pray, Lord, that you can soften his heart and make him see the error of his ways, Lord. And that I ask with all of my heart that you humble this man and show him the evil that is in his heart. In Jesus' name, amen. It's the only thing I know how to do. I don't even want to get any further into calling that man what, I, what, I, what, I, what the one part of me wants to call him. But to say that state voting rights are the biggest threat to modern democracy in America couldn't be more wrong. You couldn't be more wrong. You couldn't be more wrong, okay? You couldn't be more wrong. You need to just retire somewhere. You need to go off, right off into the sunset. Because it was a stupid statement to make. It was an incredibly stupid statement to make. And that man should be vilified for what he said. Disgusting. Absolutely disgusting. Hopefully he loses huge, bigly. <laughs> <laughs> traitor um i do want to uh give another um i want to give another smarty award right now to arizona mayor uh of a town called gila bend it's a small town of about two thousand people and it's in maricopa county the mayor of this town in gila bend is named chris riggs Chris Riggs has declared a state of emergency for his town, saying that they do not have the capacity, the resources, nor the manpower to facilitate the two busloads a week of illegal immigrants, aliens, uh, that are shipped to the small town of Gila Bend. He blames Biden for what's going on on the border, and he has now called an, um, uh, made a state of emergency for his town. Okay? Uh, and he is going to take one step further if he has to. So I want to give the Smarty Award to Mayor Chris Riggs. He says, we do not have the capacity, the manpower, nor the resource, nor the desire to accept two busloads of illegal aliens into our small, tiny town. Why are he, he goes, why the Biden administration is even sending them here? I don't know. Yes, it's called, it's a G-I-L-A bend, Gila bend. It's actually pronounced with an H. Um, and it's in Maricopa County, and, and the Biden residency is shipping two busloads a week. That costs about $600,000 to feed, clothe, shelter, and give these people CCPV shots. Costs about $600,000 for each two busloads, and they do not have the resources to do it. He doesn't understand it, but the Biden residency is sending these people to towns that don't even know they're coming. Didn't have a meeting about them coming, and guess where the funds are coming from in order to facilitate this $600,000 to keep these illegal uh, aliens uh, housed and clothed and fed and, and, and shot with a CCPV. That's right. It comes out of the town's budget. And they're not being reimbursed and they're not being given any money or any resources by the federal government to facilitate the fact that they're being shipped into this tiny little town. How disgusting is that? How absolutely disgusting is that? And I guarantee you, Biden doesn't even know. He has no clue. He doesn't even have a clue. Neither does Kalama Harris. They don't have a clue. They're not running anything. They're not in charge. They never were. They never were. It's coming out of the pockets of that tiny little town that doesn't even have the money to do it. Sickening. Now we're going to get to two pieces of good news before we end the show today, and, I, and I'm running a little late here, so I'm sorry. Wisconsin, the Wisconsin State Assembly has passed a resolution to authorize a full, a full forensic investigation into the 2020 election, and the committee will now have subpoena power 
to compel testimony and gather all documents needed in order to conduct a full investigation of the 2020 election. That is the Wisconsin State Assembly. So if you live in Wisconsin, put keep putting pressure. It is working. Keep putting pressure on your state reps, on your state assembly, and make sure that they do the investigation the proper way and what comes out of the other end is justifiable. Also, Georgia. Georgia is uh, doing the full investigation, the full forensic audit of the 150,000 votes coming out of Fulton County. Well, they believe 30,000 of them are counterfeit. I believe they're a lot higher. However, Georgia has now approved the same method that Javon Pulitzer showed when he was down there in front of the state legislature, they've approved the same methods of forensic audit. Um, so I don't know if they're getting Javon to do this or not, but the method that he used in order to find out if a vote or if a ballot was counterfeit or if a ballot was real, um, they're going to implement that same method so that they can conduct the full, complete forensic audit of the 150,000 votes that came from Fulton County. So shout out Georgia for finally doing something. Um, where are we at with the Arizona audit? I don't know. I have not heard any update on that. But thank you for the question because I will get my button gear on that. You guys, JeremyHarrell.com. It's scrolling at the bottom. Everything you need to know is scrolling at the bottom. Okay? Go there. Order close because that 10% that's going to Family Farms, guess who I'm having on for a guest on Friday? I am having the president and CEO of PatriotFoods.com that I have been showing you. He's coming on this show 11 o'clock Friday. We're going to work together to give money to Family Farms. All that 10% that you guys are, are buying clothes, that's, that's, we're going to work with them in order to find farmers. And, and with you guys giving your um, suggestions, we're going to find farmers that really need that money. So that's 11 o'clock on Friday. We're bringing him on as a guest. Also, ladies and gentlemen, if you can, become a monthly donor to the show because as we grow to Roku and Fire Stick and more, we're going to need, you know, we're just, it's as you grow, you need more funds. It is the way it is. And right now I'm still a one-man band. It'd be nice if I could, uh, be nice if I could hire a producer someday to really break this show into uh, into new lanes and new levels. So uh, make sure you go there. And you can also, while you're there, you can listen to my music You can't for free. You can uh, watch past videos for free. You can listen to podcasts for free. And you can check out all of my, um, my posts on Instagram and all that right there. We're going to be adding in the business directory in April. And we're also going to be adding in a blog section that will pull from all of my Telegram posts right there on my website. So you get a one-stop shop for everything. All right. Remember, guys, there are right ways, there are wrong ways, but there is only one Yahweh. So make sure you stand up tall, keep your shoulders back, keep your chest out, and keep your head up high because you are a child of God and no weapon formed against you will ever prosper. I will see you tomorrow at 11 a.m. for more Live from America. Make sure you copy the link, share it all over the place when this video is over. Make sure that you hug your families, stay close to them tonight, and make sure you say your prayers at dinner, and before you go to bed. Walk with Jesus. It's an amazing life. God bless you guys. See you tomorrow at 11 o'clock for more Live from America. See you later.